Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Steel Talking. My goodness. It feels as though I have been away from you for months. I have missed you very much. These holidays have been something, right? You make a plan and then you change it. You make a plan and then you change it. You make a plan and you stick with it. And then maybe it doesn't work out so well and you try something else the next day. It's really quite remarkable what we're going through right now. And it reminds me of what we were going through in 2020. Remember March of 2020 when we were really hearing about this? It feels as though we're right back there. Like all of a sudden we skipped right back into 2020. But I have really been having some fun, y'all. Seriously, I have decided to do certain things that bring me joy and try to do them every day. I have so much on my head and my heart that's going on with me that I have to stop because I'll lose sleep. Right? Do you ever lose sleep? I lose sleep. And Jonathan Lowe, of course, is joining us. Before we go any further, Jonathan, I have to tell you, I love listening to you talking about sports. And I can tell you really love it. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. I just want to be clear on one thing. Vikings. They do have another chance, possibly. They do. Uh, they are okay. not out of the playoff picture yet. They they were in a playoff position going into the day, and because they lost, they fell out of a playoff position. And so now what they will need to have happen is they'll need to win the next two games and have right now San Francisco and Philadelphia are ahead of them in the pecking order for a playoff spot. So they'll need one of those teams to lose – uh, New Orleans plays tomorrow night. If they win, they'll be ahead of the Vikings in the pecking order. So Minnesota's going to need some teams to lose. It's it's not just they win their last two games and they're in. They're going to have to have some kind of help. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes it does. It does. That is You're right. For sure. Yeah. And, so, you know, here's the thing for me. As I watch these games, and I really do try to get it, thank you so much for helping me with that, um, I keep asking myself, why do the do the fans – Sit as though they are going to cry. I mean, you have to really love your team to dress up and put on the paint and everything. And then when the camera hits your face and you look like you are almost in tears. I don't think I've seen a game like that where I felt like that. Have you? Oh, I yes. <laughs> you have? <laughs> it depends on, and, and this is the thing that me being a sports fan and what I like to call a sports dork, we are irrational people. We are irrational. We wrap up our emotions in games and some people would say silly games that other people play and we we put our pride way out where it shouldn't be for a, a, a sports team. We do You know that. what that sounds like, right? 
That sounds like a relationship. So there you go. It, it, it Think is. Of it. it is. Think of it as a relationship. But, honey, it's not a relationship. It's not somebody you can marry. It's a really warped you know, relationship. It's a warped relationship. And, I mean, we are serious about it. Not just our state. Not just our teams. I'm talking across the country. You hone in across on someone. The world. They know they have one, just one more touchdown or one more basket or, you know, just one more. And all of a sudden you see these faces just about to weep. And I think to myself, what? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. You, you talk about the country. No, no, no. This is a worldwide thing. There was earlier this year a, a push in European soccer to develop. They call it, don't they call it football? Yes, they do. They call it, okay, it's, it's spelled F-U-T-B-O-L, foot, right. football. Football. Yes, my son-in-law is from West Africa, so he really, you know, keeps yes, being yes. on that. So the the major football leagues, or, or I'm sorry, it wasn't the <laughs> leagues themselves, but it was a, 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 an entity outside of them. They wanted to form what was going to be called the Super League. And they were going to take basically 16. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, Not 16 so organizations ago. from some of the top leagues across Europe and make this Super League where – it was going to basically drown out all the rest of these organizations in all these other leagues in England and Spain and France and Germany. And there was such pushback from the fan bases, especially in England, where I'm trying to remember which team it was. Well, of I think- course it's going to be one of those things that they're paying attention to because that's pilfering. Literally, you are stealing. You're getting rid of other teams that are good right but great, but really good this goes to the point that this is going to be the group of people that we're going to only concentrate on them That's well this ridiculous. well well there were fans of these were fans of the teams that were being picked these aren't fans of other teams mm-hmm. these were fans of manchester united manchester city uh, liverpool uh some of these other uh teams that were actually going to be picked for this high uh, quote-unquote honor in the super league they were protesting and saying, no, 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 no. We got this tradition. We got this these rivalries here. You're not going to break all this up just for greed, just for money. And so these fans of some of these teams that were going to be picked, they stormed the castle, basically. And and I remember got, us talking about this, but here's yeah. the deal. You and I both know that there's a little bit of some type of, of um, you know, bad – Bad agents, you know, people doing bad things within the sports world. Right. No matter but, what the sports is, right? But but what I'm what I'm getting at is the point of the relationship where if this was a relationship where sports really didn't mean that much, it didn't mean anything, then the fans will say, Okay, we'll cheer for you whenever we need to cheer for you, that's fine. But these fans were so passionate about staying in their in their leagues for the pride, for the country, for all this stuff, that they went ahead and they started protesting and marching on the field and canceling, right. you know, postponing games. That's the kind of relationship you have with your sports team. Yeah, and I love that. I just wonder how their spouses feel about it, you know, of course. That's uh, one of my questions. Uh, but at the same time, I have to say, you know, even watching um, some of the other teams, I watched your team today, um, and the, of course our team and so many others, trying to get a sense of what are they thinking. Whenever those cameras go into the faces of the fans, I'm always wondering, what are they thinking? 
How are you, they feeling? You, you right don't now? Do they feel know. like you've been let it's, down? Are they cursing people? I out? was going to say it's going to be a lot of four letter words. It's going to be a lot of four letter words. Good is a four letter word. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm telling you, that's not the, that's not the four letter word they're thinking about. That's not the one of. No. Well, I also should uh, mention that Timberwolves host Boston tomorrow at six thirty p.m. on WCCO Radio, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, of course, we have to start out the show by saying Happy New Year. We have come a long way through the holidays um, since this and this pandemic has been, you know, a huge part of our lives, and so we can actually look forward to the next what few days and say, oh my gosh, happy new year. Yet there are so many changes that have happened in just the last week when it comes to COVID-19 and Omicron and so much more. I mean, I, flights are being canceled and people get stuck and just trying to figure it all out. Who should be responsible if your flight is canceled? Who should be responsible to make sure you get a room, Right. I mean, you, there's so many questions I want to ask, yet you don't hear enough about how they are really handling this. And of course, many of you may think, okay, we're handling this really well. Are we? Are we? I think some of us are. I really do. I think some of our leaders really are. And I think some of our leaders are terrible at it. And it's not making it easier for us. We're not moving ahead as quickly as we should. So these are the things I keep thinking about. And I am losing sleep over it. Yeah, I really am. I'm losing sleep over it. And we've got someone from St. Thomas University that is going to join us. And she is, uh, she's going to give us some insights on why, why, what is the psychology of losing the sleep and the neuroscience about it? And how do we stop the madness in our heads? Now, I have some friends, even my daughter tried Noom just for a second. But I know others that have tried Noom and they love it. You know, and every time I look at it, I say, why did they call it Noom instead of Moon? I mean, that's the one question I would ask immediately. Why? Why? But anyway, Dr. Roxanne Pritchard is going to join us from uh, University of St. Thomas at 810 to talk about that. Then, of course, at 735, I'm so excited. John Bream, of course, the 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 big music critic here in the Twin Cities. He has been at this for a very long time, and he's going to talk about the year in music with this, um, with John Bream, and just find out what were some of his favorites and some that weren't so favorite. Then we have Jeff Storms at seven twenty, and of course we have to talk a little bit about Dante Wright. And I know you're sitting here now, taking a deep breath, saying Christmas is over with. I got through it. We survived it. Let's not talk about anything else. But we're only going to spend 10 minutes on it, and it's worth hearing what they have to say, what Jeff Storm's attorney is going to talk about. Uh, he has worked with Ben Crump, and um, especially in this civil case for the family of George Floyd, which is now mostly behind us. But these are some of the guests that I have. And then in the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to have some great guests talking about musicals and some great albums that are being released and so much more. Now, the 10 o'clock hour, of course, is all about Michael Battle, my son, all the way from Los Angeles. Yes, he is in town, and he is doing so much work right now. There's no way he can be on with me tonight. So I know you've missed him a lot since um, I've been gone with all of the games that have been playing. But Michael will be back next week unless he has a ton of work to do. So <laughs> just know that we're going to have some fun tonight, and we invite you to join us to talk about anything you hear, okay? I'm going to take a break and come back with my first guest in just a moment.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'd like to apologize. We had some technical problems tonight, but we are back, and I'm excited to introduce to you Jeff Storms. Who is he? Well, now we're talking about the Dante Wright Kim Potter uh, criminal case, and it's over, but of course we're wondering what's going to happen with the civil case for the family. Uh, local attorney Jeff Storms is working with Ben Crump, and if you don't know who he is, he's an African-American lawyer who is really out in the front with a lot of these families who have, are seeking justice. And he also collaborated with Crump in the civil case for the family of George Floyd that ended up in a multi-million dollar settlement. And he's joining us now. Jeff Storrs, uh, Attorney Jeff Storrs, I apologize for that taking too long. We just had a little glitch, but thank you for waiting. Not a problem, Gerilyn. Thanks for having me. Okay, as you watch all of these different um, cases start to unfold, we're, we're starting to really see a change in some way with the police departments and how justice is seen and heard and done. Um, when you think about justice, and especially in this particular case with Dante Wright and Kim Potter, what is the first thing you notice and say to yourself, that shouldn't be? Well, I think that, you know, in terms of that shouldn't be, we, we think we shouldn't have been as nervous as we were. You know, this uh, this manslaughter act by Kim Potter was so obvious to the family and we believe to most objective legal observers. You know, any any reasonable person sees someone take a gun out, point it and shoot it unlawfully shouldn't have a hard time saying, okay, that was culpable negligence or that was recklessness. But, you know, as we've seen, 
you know, if you put a white police officer on the stand, maybe they cry, maybe they say we're sorry. You know, we always have concerns about jury nullification, which means when a jury decides a case, uh, not for legal reasons, but for emotional or bias or other reasons. And we were very, very concerned about that. And I, you know, and I think that's a byproduct of the fact that, you know, traditionally, despite the Chauvin murder con- uh, conviction, we don't normally see convictions in cases like this across the United States. So hopefully this is now showing us that the pattern is now accountability from juries in Minnesota and hopefully elsewhere. And we hope that it stays on this track, uh, not just here, because Minnesota is at the forefront again. And I have to tell you, I'm pretty excited that my state is doing exactly that, paying attention, trying to bring justice um, to all that deserve it. And it's hard to see how it's going to come to fruition. But all of a sudden we hear how this folds out. So what is the next thing that happens to um, Kim Potter when it comes to the the killing of Dante Wright and, of course, trying to figure out why did she use the gun instead of a taser? They went through all of that information, but there are still many of us still trying to figure out that question and answer it. Well, how did she do that? And she's the trainer. Yeah, so there's a couple pieces to that, Gerilyn. So, you know, the next step is going to be sentencing, right? And we need... We need Kim Potter to be sentenced as strongly and justly as possible. Uh, my co-counsel, Ben Crump, you know, has referenced a number of times uh, the uh, conviction and sentencing of Mohammed Noor for the killing of Justine Dana, you know, there being a, a black Somali police officer and a white victim. And there, you know, they gave a sentence that was on the top of the guidelines. And, uh, you know, we would expect to see something similar for Kim Potter because the circumstances were very similar. And, you know, one of the things they look at, Geraldine, is remorse. And I'm not sure if you had an opportunity to see Kim Potter's mugshot from when she was booked shortly after the conviction. But she's Mm -hmm. smiling. Smiled, yes. Smiles. Mm -hmm. It's the craziest Mm -hmm. thing I've ever seen for someone who's facing a decade plus in prison. And so, you know, I think that it's going to be very she's made it much more difficult for her attorneys to walk in and say there's remorse. So uh, that sentencing is a big part of what comes next, Geraldine. But then but also when you ask how this could happen, now we got to start asking questions about Brooklyn Center in a more public way. You know, what were the deficiencies in training? What were the policies that they allowed happen? You know, let's let's just go back to the fact that this was initially a training act and, that you know, an officer was pulling Dante right over for, you know, an air freshener in his window. I mean, what's the history of protectual stops? What's the history of excessive force on people of color in Brooklyn Center? You know, what's the history of using tasers when you shouldn't in Brooklyn Center? What's the history Mm -hmm. of using deadly force? when they shouldn't in Brooklyn Center. So those are all going to be big questions that, you know, we will address civilly. But, you know, right now the the focus does remain on getting a just and strong sentence for Kim Potter. Final question. What is justice to you? How does it unfold in this case? You know, we've talked about it a lot. You know, justice, justice, whole justice would be bringing Dante back, and that's not going to happen. But, you know, right now, the, the best justice we can get, the most accountability we can, can get, we're already a step towards it with the criminal convictions. We now need to get the strongest sentence that we can get. You know, and then we need to address, you know, civil remedies, 
for the family, but also, you know, broader civil remedies, whether it be injunctive relief or whatever else it might be, uh, to ensure that Brooklyn Center doesn't train its officers in such a way that it makes it more likely that something terrible like this or similar to this happens ever again. So those are all things that, you know, that we need to do to take steps towards uh, both civil and criminal justice. Does every um, city have certain um, expectations of their um, their their police officers, no matter if they're women or men, or how it how it all unfolded? Uh, do they all have different ways of doing this? Different ways of getting to um, an end on how it all came down, or is there one book, one file, one thing that all the departments can share to say this is how we're going to handle this? Well, there certainly are some national and state standards, uh, but the departments have a good deal of flexibility in terms of, uh, you know, some of their various training. So, you know, for us, you know, we'll certainly address some of those national standards and state standards and see where Brooklyn Center falls short in relation to those, uh, you know, and, and also address, you know, what might be unique about Brooklyn Center uh, in terms of a policy, custom, and practice that was unlawful and uh, a cause of Dante's death. Mm. You know, I keep looking to see if we are going to have more of these. Are we going to face this over and over and over again, not just in Minneapolis, but in the Twin Cities metro area and beyond? There's certain cities or certain suburbs that we don't talk about that are having some real problems with violence. Um, they don't want us to know. These are beautifully um, uh, arranged homes and uh, you know lawns that are gorgeous. And I always wonder, why is it that it's the, the urban areas that we hear most about? That's where most of the violence is. But I started looking up some of the suburbs to see, okay, are, are they increasing in violence during this COVID storm? And I found, yes. Some of them are. Why don't we hear about that? Why don't we address it even in those communities? And, and Darren, just so I can ask, when you talk about violence, are you talking about between private citizens or between citizens and law enforcement or both? You know, like I'm talking about domestic violence has gone up in some of these, you know, well-to-do cities. And, you know, I get shocked or more um, um, carjackings and um, um people that are stealing for food or, you know, if you notice all over the Twin Cities metro area, there are people who are hungry, standing on the corners begging, you know, the panhandlers, they call it. And you start to see it, it goes further and further and further out. So I'm just wondering, no one seems to talk about that. We always hear about only, for me anyway, the urban areas. And I'm just curious to know why we don't talk about it all. You know, I guess I don't have a good reason for that other than, you know, traditionally the major media markets have always focused around, you know, around major hubs. Uh, but I think there's, you know, I, I think there's also been a history, you know, throughout our country of raising concern uh, and dog whistles about inner city environments uh, for political reasons. You know, we uh, let's those, you know, and again, they're political, but. You know, let's go ahead and create concerns about areas where uh, voters might be more likely to, to vote Democrat, or you might see large portions of people of color in, in voting blocks one way or the other. And, you know, I think that you see the focus, uh, you know, towards there sometimes unfairly. And I think that could be 
politically motivated. But I, you know, it may also just be a byproduct of some of the media markets. But I guess I don't have the best answer for you, but those would be two of my sources of speculation. Well, Attorney Jeff Storms, I really appreciate you joining us tonight to try to give me some understanding about it all. I am waiting to see what else is going to happen, what is going to be the next thing, and knowing that you and Mr. Crump will be on it uh, if you are asked to to, to be a part of it um, just kind of helps me to breathe a little, a little better. So thank you for joining us tonight. Well, I appreciate that. I hope you have a good evening. Thanks for having me, Geraldine. You too, sir. Again, that is local attorney Jeff Storms, and he is working with Ben Crump on this case with Dante Wright's murder and Kim Potter, the uh, police. Um, it's just so weird to me as I keep watching it. Why, why, why is this all of a sudden finally getting to a point where we can talk about it? Yay. All right, we'll be back in a moment. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is now 7.42 here at WCCO. I am so excited about this guest. Uh, the Year in Music with Star Tribune music critic, my favorite critic, John Brame, is joining us. How are you, sir? I'm hanging in there. How about you, Geraldine? Happy holidays. Oh, happy holidays. We are all hanging in there. And that hanging is not as firm as I thought it would be. Uh, we have now, um, we're going through this return to indoor shows again, uh, to another possible slowdown because of the new variant. Where do you see us going in the next, let's just say the next six months? Well, I hope we go to the uh, hyper-cautious lane. I think it's important that they uh, demand uh, vaccinations for all patrons or passing, uh, you know, the 72-hour test or the 48-hour test of being COVID-free. And it's important that the concert goers, the staff, and the performers all, all meet those tests. Um, you know, I think you're going to see uh, some shows that are going to get canceled. We're seeing, you know, lots in, in recent weeks that have been canceled and all year long. You know, things have returned in the summer. And then, lo and behold, whether it's Garth Brooks or BTS or Florida Georgia Line, Kiss, Backstreet Boys blew off their Vegas run. So lots of acts are getting uh, very hesitant. And they should. I really think um, we should all be hesitant and cautious of how this is unfolding, because this particular 
uh, variant has shown its head and said, okay, I'm quick, I'm fast, you better get on, on, you know, get in line. That's how it feels. When you talk to some of the musicians that have done great things this year, um, even though we've had um, the checks that were coming in for some of the artists that didn't have anything, the lost all of our performances, that sort of thing, people were starting to feel very confident again to get on that stage. And then with, before you knew it, it was over. Where is it? Are we not receiving the information quick enough, or is this variant just much faster than we are? What do you think when it comes to well, performing Well, I, I think live? part of it is the variant is much faster, but it, there's the issue of, of um, musicians traveling from city to city and getting exposed to so many people. Um, most musicians are, have stopped doing meet and greets, so they don't meet fans before or after the show. So that cuts down on exposure. But you're traveling from hotel, you know, if you're in airplanes, you're exposed. Even if you're traveling on the bus, I mean, look at all the sports teams, how the the um, virus goes through teams so quickly, so fast, because they're in close proximity. Well, a touring band, touring group of musicians and performers, they're all in close proximity for lots of time. So if one gets it, it's going to spread. Okay, so it's spreading again. We know that we have to be extremely cautious, but are we doing it? What are you noticing about the performances, the clubs, the venues that really present us? Are you, do you think that they're moving quickly enough to ensure that there's safety? Well, one good example, and they've been a leader in this, is First Avenue. They were the first ones early this summer to insist that all uh, concert goers and all performers be vaccinated. And they're so cautious that just Friday they called off three of their New Year's Eve shows. There's a, a, a dance party at First Avenue, a dance party at the Fine Line, and the Suburbs, one of the greatest live bands of all time in Minnesota, was supposed to play New Year's Eve at the Palace Theater. All three of those gigs have been postponed. So they're being cautious. And I read about and, that, yeah. Yeah, and are other promoters, are other bands, are they being that cautious? I don't know. Some are, some aren't. And certainly it's the amazing. audiences aren't. I mean, you'll, you'll see artists, you know, like when the Eagles came around, when James Taylor came with, with Jackson Brown, they required that the audience, you know, show their vaccination cards or prove that they'd been tested negative, you know, within the, the last 48 hours. Oops, Thomas Rhett's coming to um, tar- XL Energy Center on New Year's Eve. No test required. That's you know, amazing. so every artist makes his or her own decision on how cautious they want to be. It, it's interesting. It, it's like the Wild West, isn't it, once again? It really is. It feels like that. Um, we keep having these protocols, and we all know we get information from all of the outlets, right, whether it's a, a venue where you're performing or whatever, but they don't always do what they say they're going to do. Like I went to a, a Lizzo concert uh, months ago at Treasure Island, and, of course, we were in masks, and, you know, but a lot of people weren't. It was 20,000 people there. But people were feeling like, you know what, we've really come out of this. We're doing just Well, fine. that was outdoors, Gerilyn. So people it was outdoors. Safer outdoors. Should they? I don't know. But that that was a different time. You know that that was in the fall, and that wasn't quite. The Delta hadn't even been uh, raging, and now you, you've got the new variant. So it it you know it seems to change, and it's hard. You know bands um, schedule themselves months in advance, sometimes years in advance, and it, there's no flexibility. I mean, when uh, the iHeart Radio uh, 
conglomerate did this series of jingle ball concerts around the country, which is like an all-star parade of the young top 40 stars. There were several artists that fall, fell out one by one because either they or someone in their touring party caught COVID. And then finally, they called off one of the jingle balls completely. I remember that. And, and, that, and that was all, we... you know, all things in early December. So what are we missing in the protocols? Do you feel like we're getting the information as an artistic community, right? The artists that are performing, dancing, whatever it is that we're doing, are we getting the information soon enough to act on it? Are we uh, making sure that we have our cards to show that we are fully vaccinated? Because even at some of the concerts I've seen or plays I've seen, it's amazing. They tell you to make sure you bring your card. They're going to look at your card, but not all of them do. Well, I'll tell you, I've, tonight I'm going to the Dakota. Every time I've been to the Dakota this fall, they make you show your vaccination card, your booster card, and your driver's license to prove it's you. Same thing at First yeah. Avenue and, and all the First Avenue. It, it, it's up to the, the venues to be diligent. It's up to the artists to be diligent. But the reality is not everyone agrees that this is a priority. I mean, look at even the Vikings. Four of their eight captains are not vaccinated because they don't agree about vaccination. So who are we listening to about this stuff? Are we listening to science? Are we listening to some band manager? You know, people want to make their money. They've lost a lot of money in the last year and a half. But to me, health is number one. That should be the priority. Well, I tell you, we have a lot of industries that are, you know, very clear on what the protocol is. But when it comes to artists, especially those of us in music, I'm seeing that it's not something that we all just know to do, that we've all received the information and make sure that we do it. I would say a lot of us have, a lot of us, but there are still those who say, nope, not going to get it. You know, I'm not going to walk in with my ID. I'm not going to have any type of card, vaccination card. Nope, not going to do it. And they're still performing. That's what blows my mind. Well, everyone, you know, travels to the beat of their own drum, and everyone believes maybe in different uh, rules, different freedoms, that sort of thing. You know, you always find people that turn to music in their youth because they were rebels. And now, are they still rebels at times like this? And there's been venues that insist on it, and then there's been artists who've been turned away from venues, like Travis Tritt. Um, the venues required him to be vaccinated. He refused to do it, so he canceled those gigs. Conversely, Jason Isbell, who's a great Americana star, if if the venue wouldn't agree to um, a vaccination policy, he wasn't going to play it. So he had to cancel a few gigs where the venues wouldn't agree with his policy. So, you know, what's speaking here, health and safety and science or the pocketbook? Exactly. So where do you think we are going in the next six months? Do you think we will come out of this as musicians? Do you think we're going to go back to having to find ways to make sure that musicians are and artists are paid, um, even though they don't get to do the performance like we had in 2020? Well, you're, you're, you know, you're not going to get paid if you don't perform. Um, and, and certainly touring money is the lifeblood of the music industry. I mean, there's not much money to be made from record sales or streaming sales or whatever, unless you're, you know, Adele or Drake or Olivia Rodrigo or, or some of the, you know, artists who are massively successful. So, so the the lifeblood of the music business is is live touring. But you know, if you're sick, you can't do it. I mean, remember the sort of the first issue in this, Gerilyn, 
was when the Doobie Brothers came to the State Fair. Uh, And it was the big reunion tour. It was their 50th anniversary tour, but it was the first time in 20-some years that Michael McDonald was on tour with them. Boom, he tests positive the day of the show at the State Fair. Well, the State Fair is only 11 days. You can't reschedule. So they went on without him. Then they postponed five shows, I think, until he would... um, you know, be quarantined for his 10 days and he was feeling better and it was back to the road. But eventually three of the five singers, you know, had COVID. And then some other people in the tour caught COVID. You know, you can't avoid it. It sure seems that way, doesn't it? And I hope that we will find a way to just stay on task, right, just to make sure we're all okay. But there are so many that just don't want to do it, and I'm not quite sure what to do about that, sir. Um, But I will say to you, the the music industry doesn't have a doctor consultant the way the National Football League or the NBA has or something like that. So, you know, maybe you should be in charge of getting – Professor Osterholm or Dr. Fauci or someone to be, you know, personally affiliated as the consultant to the music industry on COVID issues. Right. And it's a lot of questions that we have. The problem is a lot of people say, yeah, I'm going to do that. and may not always stick with it. And that's what I'm seeing. And that's unfortunate. Last question, sir. Where do you think Minnesota is musically? Do you th- still think that we're growing in our music, that we are turning out more and more artists that are doing incredible work? Minnesota has always been uh, a hotbed for music. I think, you know, ever since Prince took off, we have continued to be a place of lots and lots of creativity. Every year you find, you know, new uh, people emerge from younger generations, whether it's the Gully Boys or Nerd D or whoever it is. And every year I, I find new talent. Now, it's not as easy to become, quote-unquote, a star like it used to be, but you don't have to be a star. You, you can be a, a big fish in a small pond, and you can make a splash, and your, your stuff can go viral, and you can, you can do well in the streaming business. Um, but the important aspect, and this was a big question mark we've been talking about here for the last few minutes, where can you go with live music? Because that's, that's where it. these people really get their exposure and get to grow their audience and and meet new fans. Well, I was at uh, the Dakota last night to hear the Bad Plus, and, you know, people were wearing masks. Um, We were, uh, the table we had was social distance. We weren't around anyone, and I really enjoyed just being in the space, just being in the space hearing live music. So I'm looking forward to continuing uh, performing. The Steels had our small... um, had our small tour that we did in six cities around the state of Minnesota. and the I missed you were, this year, yeah, because you toured out state and you didn't uh, perform in the Twin Cities. Yeah, we were in this, and we missed not performing in the Twin Cities. We really did. But we were grateful to be able to meet all of these amazing Minnesotans around uh, the state, and we hope to, to do more touring in the future, not just in Minnesota, but throughout. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. You know, your insight really means a lot to us, so thank you. And I look forward to reading a new book of yours. I know you're working on one. I'm not going to ask the name of it, but I'm excited about it because I know you are. <laughs> all right, thanks. Always good to be with you, Gerilyn. You too, sir. Take care. Thanks. All right. That is our own Star Tribune music critic, John Bream. If you don't know who he is and the books that he has written, and they are fabulous, make sure you check him out. All right. We're going to take a break, and our next guest is going to be Professor Roxanne Pritchard. 
It is now 7.57 here at WCCO. As we wrap up this hour, one of the things I want us to know, seriously, is that we have to be completely involved and really care about each other. I am try- having a very difficult time um, trying to make all of the changes that are necessary to protect my mom, protect the people that I love. So please... Please do what you can to make sure that your loved ones are secure, that they are safe. And if they are having trouble, take them to the hospital. All right, you guys, there we go. We'll be back with the next hour in just a moment. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.